Welcome to the Cretaceous Campcast. I am Cretaceous Dave, and this is a podcast all about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World Chaos Theory. Before I get into today's episode, just a couple of quick chaos theory thoughts uh, and notes, as well as a couple of brief podcast updates. Uh, first on the topic of chaos theory, some people have had time to rewatch and digest and process the teaser trailer. And something I'm seeing more frequently come up now, I think Kia may have been the first one I saw mention it, but the more I think about it, the more I'm on board with it. And that is the theory that the T-Rex sequence we see at the beginning of the teaser is actually the intro for the show. Uh, the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense. Camp Cretaceous had the T-Rex busting through the gate and then roaring. So it makes sense that Chaos Theory would have the T-Rex disrupting traffic and then roaring. Uh, it also separates that scene from the rest of the show where Darius doesn't have to be in Oregon if those scenes would be tied together. Uh, it also means the show doesn't have to be happening exactly at the same time as the Dominion prologue. So, I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on that. I kind of think that is the intro to the show now after reading about it and thinking about it more. Um, and the second note I have about Chaos Theory, uh, I'm not going to mention a name. But earlier this week, a voice actor from Camp Cretaceous, who has not been confirmed to be returning to Chaos Theory, tweeted out and posted on Instagram the teaser trailer. Uh, this got everybody all crazy. Everybody saying, oh, welcome back, character name. And then, poof, deleted. Um, the voice actor deleted both posts uh, I guess they either jumped the gun maybe they were asked to remove it because they weren't confirmed or weren't supposed to say they were in the show maybe they were just in support of you know Darius coming back and they're like hey I worked with him before uh, I want to show support but either way something to keep an eye on and I'm guessing once we know a little bit more either with some official news from DreamWorks or possibly a full-length trailer in a month or two whenever that might be coming um, maybe we'll find out if this character is returning, but it definitely had a lot of people excited. I'm sure the info is out there. If you haven't seen it or you don't know about it, you can go searching. I'm not going to be the one to spill it. Uh, next, a couple of quick podcast notes. Uh, first, I have some brand new custom music being composed for the podcast. I've got an intro as well as some background music, and it is being composed by Brooks Leiby. If that name is familiar to you, that's because he did all of the score for Tales from a Jurassic World. Uh, on the topic of Tales from Jurassic World, if you haven't listened to that series, I highly recommend you go find it. Uh, it's both on YouTube and on the Jurassic Park podcast page. Uh, Tom Jurassic did an incredible job with writing, directing, producing. The voice actors are amazing. The music is beautiful. The whole series is just great. So if you haven't listened to it, please please go check out Tales from a Jurassic World. And if you enjoy the music in that, I think you're probably gonna enjoy the stuff Brooks is uh, cooking up for me in his lab. And the second note is in the next day or two, I should have something 
really, really cool being sent my way. Uh, this is just kind of a tease. I don't even want to give too many details about it just in case things completely fall apart. But I'm so excited about what I'm probably getting in the next day or two. Um, I don't know to the extent of what's going to be going on, but hopefully it's something really cool I can share with you guys like super, super soon. Uh, so pumped about it. Um, that's all I'm going to tease about that. Anyway, on to this episode. Uh, you may notice background looks a little different. Don't have my microphone. Uh, I decided to do something a little bit different. Yesterday I had the idea of something I want to call random rewatch. So what I'm going to do is once a week, hopefully, on my lunch break at work, I'm going to come out to my car and I'm going to use a random number generator, pick a random season and a random episode in that season. And I'm going to rewatch it. And then I'm going to talk to you guys about it. This week's random rewatch is season five, episode two. Sorry for people that don't enjoy seasons four and five, but hey, it's not up to me. It's up to the random number generator. Um, you know, there isn't a lot of the stuff in this episode that people don't like about season five. Uh, there are some Brad X's, but they're not overwhelming. They're not all over the place and being all goofy and crazy. Um, and it's the first introduction of the perfected uh, mind control chip. So you don't have fist bumping dinosaurs or them doing all crazy weird stuff or anything like that. Um, but I'll get into that stuff. I I'm not going to do a full as it goes episode breakdown. Just kind of want to give my thoughts on some bits of the episode and some things I think that kind of stand out. Uh, the episode starts with you know, Sam and Yaz, all happy. They're not running from danger. They had this nice breakfast. Uh, basically, they were conned by Mr. Khan. Um, you know, but Darius and Brooklyn aren't buying it. They are super, super skeptical, as they should be. And the episode kind of breaks into two different stories. Um, there's Darius and Brooklyn trying to figure out what Daniel Khan is up to. And then there's Sammy and Yaz, who are planning and preparing Kenji's first official date with Brooklyn. Uh, and then there's Kenji, who's kind of focused on the date and then also about his dad. Um, he kind of falls more into the, the storyline with the girls, though, for the purpose of me just splitting it up into two. Um, first thing I want to talk about is Darius and Brooklyn. Uh, they start, you know, planning like, hey, we need to figure out what Daniel's up to, where he's going. Ben overhears the whole thing, so he joins in with them. Uh, first thing, once they're getting close, Daniel sees them and he sends May out to kind of shoo them away. And, you know, it makes sense because they trust her and they immediately think like, what's up with her? Why is she acting so weird? Stuff like that. But being the clever person she is, she dropped a hint to them about, hey, go look here for something. I can't tell you what's going on, but something's going on. So... She mentioned sending Firecracker to the nursery. The kids connected together like, hey, she's telling us to go to the nursery. Isn't Cash in the nursery? Because if you remember, Cash was captured and put in there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Previously. But Daniel took him back out because he wants Cash and Dr. Turner to work on perfecting the mind control chips. He has investors coming. He needs to show them what tech he's got and what he's got going on. Kids show up at the nursery. There's a Brad X guarding it. Hey, he wasn't there before. Why is he guarding cash? He found out he wasn't guarding cash. He was stopping people from finding out cash wasn't there. So kids leave and then they discover that 
the mind control chips are working and Big Edie is surrounded by the drones. Um, they're there to China just keep her in place while Cash does his thing. It is an incredibly heartbreaking scene. It's the first time we see the chips fully, fully work, um, particularly on a large dinosaur. We saw it, you know, work with Firecracker, um, but when they tried to chip the Spino in season four, it didn't work. Um, it is just so disheartening to see this animal struggling, trying to do its own thing, and it's not able to do it. And the kids are just so heartbroken about it. And you can see just the terror in Dr. Turner's face, and Cash is just, all with his game controller he's happy and he thinks it's the greatest thing ever um you know it's just just sad just terrible uh hated watching it it's watching firecracker in season four was really heartbreaking this was super heartbreaking too um related to that one of the best lines in the season uh i don't remember it word for word um but daniel says something to cash to the effect of you know, if you get your job done, you'll get what you deserve. I, I forget exactly what he said. Um, and boy, Cash got the job done. He got the mind control chips working. He also definitely got what he deserved because later in the season, he gets killed by the Raptors. That's what he deserves for mistreating and abusing these animals the way he did with these mind control chips. Um, thought that line was perfect at the time your first watch on it you don't really know you're like oh he's gonna be rewarded he's gonna get paid no he's getting eaten cash got what he deserved um the tail end of their story after they see that they try to get back brooklyn's trying to get back in time for her date with kenji daniel is being manipulative and he's basically playing kenji and he doesn't want Kenji to have his date with Brooklyn. He doesn't want Kenji to trust his friends. He wants Kenji to work with him. So when he sees them trying to go back, he'll do everything he can to stop them, to make sure Brooklyn's late, Brooklyn doesn't get to the date. Uh, he sends the Raptors out. He sends the drones to block them so that the Raptors don't kill the kids, but he sends them out, they're blocking the kids' path. Kids kind of find a way around. They're working their way across the drones. Um, the Raptors are right there, so they can't hustle through, they can't get by quickly, they kind of just have to go around the perimeter. Then when they get to the building where they're ready to go back in, Daniel's like, nope. He steps up the game and he uses the drones to send little Edie out there and little Edie is guarding the door. And it is a pretty intense scene because the kids have this small sliver between the, uh, the wall of the building and then where the drones are blocking Big Edie. So it, it's pretty awesome. The kids are standing here and Big Edie's like uh, right there all up in their face. Um, definitely almost had some snacks you know and then by the time Brooklyn gets in Kenji's already gone she sees what he set up everybody's disappointed so now I'll kind of rewind and go back to the other side of what's going on in this episode and Kenji's want to plan his first real date with Brooklyn and Yaz and Sammy decide to help they're kind of you know going back and forth they have different ideas and you know Kenji's like no keep it simple Brooklyn likes simple. What's in this box? That's all you're using. So the girl set up this beautiful light display and some simple things. Kenji comes with the yellow flower. Like, what? You couldn't find pink? Everybody assumed pink was Brooklyn's favorite color. But Kenji's like, no, yellow's her favorite color, which Brooklyn then confirms later on. But all while this is going on, Daniel keeps coming back and forth with Kenji. Like, hey, you want to help me with the investors? Oh, you have a date with Brooklyn? 
and then he brings him a suit so he's gonna look all nice he's not wearing his you know ratty blue shirt that he's been wearing for six plus months or however long at this point um and he's basically just trying to get into his head manipulate him being the evil evil man he is we really saw his evil come out in this episode um i just really dislike that guy but you know with him preventing brooklyn from getting there in time he's like you know he plants the seed for that earlier when he says just showing up shows that you care um he originally meant that for kenji like hey you just shown up for the date shows her that you care that's enough just show up and that's you know now sitting in kenji's head like well, she doesn't show up so maybe she doesn't care and you know daniel told him well i saw her with ben and darius and they look like they were having a good time so now kenji's gonna grow to resent them and in the back of his head like doesn't brooklyn care so he decides hey i'm just gonna go to this investor talk with my dad and he's sharing his toro story he's basically making fun of darius you know calling him a kid saying he saved his life and all that stuff so it's unfortunate and you see the start of the fracture between kenji and the rest of the campers which you know if you've watched the season uh well if not i'm spoiling it but you know you know they kind of really break apart as the season goes on and then at the very end they come back together um and then the very final scene we see Darius's brother talking to somebody like, hey, no, nobody wants to respond. The police, the FBI, this Coast Guard, Marines. Um, I don't remember everybody he rattles off. And then we hear a familiar voice and we see Dave and Roxy on a video call. And it's our first introduction of Dave and Roxy since season one. And it's awesome because we know later in the season, they go and help Bran to go back to the island and find the kids and rescue them. If you don't remember, previously, Derry got a whole, Derry. Darius got a hold of Cash's phone and called his brother real quick, but he wasn't able to really say anything. Bran just like, Darius? And that's what prompted him to start calling everybody like, he's still alive. I gotta go rescue my brother. Um, yeah, and that's how the episode ended. So I hope you enjoyed my quick thoughts and recap on season five, episode two of my random rewatch. It's probably nothing new to anybody just something I kind of thought of I wanted to do pick a random episode and talk about it for a few minutes and that's about it <laughs> um excuse me again so keep your eyes on both my Twitter and Instagram and hopefully something really cool is going to be coming down in the next day or two I'll share what I could I it might be something integrated into an episode but if not it'll just be something I share by itself I don't know really looking forward to it so i'm excited about it so i really hope it happens because i hope you guys are excited about it too and will be as happy about it once i finally get to share it with you all so that's it for this time you know let's see what um <coughs> sorry it's a month after being sick <coughs> and still have a cough that i cannot control um you know we'll see what next random rewatch brings us and if I have any other ideas or topics come up for episodes in the meantime. So everybody take care of yourselves out there. Stay safe, stay Jurassic, and I'll see you all next time. What's up guys? Just a small amendment to the video. Uh, when I was going back through and listening to it while I was editing, I realized when I was talking about the kids um, sneaking around the building to try to get inside, even though I said Little Edie at first, 
I then kept saying Big Edie, Big Edie, I mentioned it a couple times. Uh, just want to be clear, it was Little Edie, not Big Edie, that was blocking them from uh, getting back into the building. All right, that's all I needed. Once again, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.